Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James once again with yet another episode of Diving into the Heart of God. I thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us tonight, to sit back and to listen to the very words that God desires to speak to our hearts. And if we take these words that that God is speaking and we incline our ears to hear what He is saying, It can bring forth transformation and it can change the way not only that we think but in the way that we live if you don't believe me then try him but we're going to try to make this one just as as quick as we can tonight because I've already recorded this episode twice and uh, my music just happened not to be in the background so I just did a, a master reset on everything and and done a few tests and now everything seems to be coming out fine as but although as the, the night is getting later it's not that my heart's not with you but yet I pray that even as a third time you know they say the third time is a charm So I pray that even through this time that God would even reveal more to me than He did in the two previous. You see, it just goes to show that God just had more that He wants to say. So as we sit here tonight and as Jane moves out of the way and allows the Holy Spirit to to speak through Him, and allow the Holy Spirit to have His way. You know, let's just do something a little different here tonight than what we typically don't do. Let's begin in a in a short prayer. Let's just invite the Holy Spirit to have His way to, to speak the very words that He desires to speak and that we would have the heart to receive Him. Let us pray. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we're just going to skip all of the formalities. But Lord, we will acknowledge who you are, Lord, and what you do and what you have done. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord, that you are our master, our supreme being. We thank you for all that you've done for us. So much of it, Lord. Matter of fact, none of it did we deserve. But yet, Lord, you saw fit. You had a plan for us, Lord. And Lord, as we all gathered here tonight, Lord, we're asking, Lord, that your plan would be revealed to us. Lord, that this very word will become a a transformation in our lives, Father. Lord, that we would see you through this scripture. Lord, and that we would hear Your Spirit speak through Scripture. Lord, and that my voice would not be heard, but that Your voice will be heard through my voice. Holy Spirit, You are more than welcome here. And we invite You to do whatever it is that You desire. And I thank you for it all. 
in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I just I, I, I want to tell you this one little quick story before we move on. You know, as I said, that I've already recorded this once and twice. And, and at the end of the second one, I mean, just right in prayer, I, I, I really felt like that God wanted more. But I just couldn't put my finger on Him. And as I sat here, now I'm sitting in my office upstairs all alone. There's nobody up here. The door's closed. Everybody's downstairs at the other end of the house. But yet I could feel God's presence. Just like if He had opened the door to my office. And He had came. And, and he, he touched me and He was anointing me to, mm, to, to just move forward and to continue on. So as I know that there's so much more, there's, there's, uh, there's an anointing upon this Word that needs to be spoke here tonight. And it needs to be spoken in truth. And it needs to be spoken in love. In the first two recordings, I, I had some scripture. It really wasn't a lot. But tonight, on this recording, we're going to move past to the reading of the Word. And I'm not taking away from the importance of But I really believe that there's such an anointing upon the words of, of what I will speak tonight. Because they are God's words and they are His heart. Tonight we'll be speaking on the, on the issues or the topics of the heart of God. And it may sound a little ironic that, you know, the the titles of or the whole name of the podcast is, is diving into the heart of God. And that's exactly what we do within each episode. Like I said, it's not like I sit down and put a bunch of ideas in a hat and sit down and draw one out and say hey we're going to talk about this one this time but I believe that God is so precise in his timing that he knows exactly what's going on in our lives he knows the very words that we need to hear when they're spoken And as for me, I have the, the privilege to be the first ones to hear each episode. Not because I sit down and listen to them after I record them, but just for the sheer fact that it's His words that are being spoken and not my own. 
So as I encourage you as as always, take the time and incline your ears to hear what God is desiring to speak to you as He will speak to each and every one of us in the same ballpark. But for one, it may be left field. And for the other, it may be a right field. But as we move on into the topic of the heart of God, you know, there wasn't really a lot of people in the Bible that was described as having the heart of God. And then in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13, we can see where King Saul, which was the very first king of Israel, of how he was rebuked for his disobedience. And yet the kingdom was ripped from his very grasp. Now Saul remained the physical king. But Samuel had looked at Saul and he said, Saul, if you would have been obedient, the kingdom would be yours forever. You know, and I have to choose to look at that not in the physical form because King Saul would not live forever. If King Saul would be obedient, then his forever home would be in the presence of God. And as we move on to 1 Samuel chapter 13, we really didn't move on because I was going to move on and begin to talk about David for just a second, but I've got to make this quote that is so profound that Samuel had spoken to Saul and he had said after he had told Saul that the kingdom would no longer be his. And he said that God is seeking a man after his own heart. And God had already chosen him. He had already been appointed. So now as we move on to 1 Samuel chapter 16, we can see where Samuel went to meet Jesse. And Jesse had a lot of sons. And as each one stood before him, but reality is that as the first one approached the prophet Samuel God had rejected him and he told Samuel that that man has the tendency to look at the outward appearance but God's judgment is based off the heart And as each of the sons of Jesse passed before Samuel, 
the Lord would tell Samuel, No, he's not the one. No, I've rejected him too. No, he ain't got what it takes. No, are you kidding me? And as Samuel gets to the last one and God tells him no on him as well. You see, because Samuel's not doubting the very word that God had given him that that the next appointed and anointed king would be from this family, from his son. So Samuel looks at Jesse and he said, Hey! Do you got any more children? Do you have another son? And Jesse said, yes, I have one more. But right now he's out there tending the sheep. You see, David was already fulfilling what he was called to do. And as David was summoned to come before Samuel, the Lord said, hey, he is, he is the one. So Samuel anointed him as the next king. Now I really believe that David was, he was just a young boy. And he was very excited. I'd have to imagine within my mind that he was told to keep this a secret. That he wasn't allowed to, to tell any of his friends. He wasn't allowed to brag or to be boastful about it. But one day, Jesse sent his son to his, his older brothers that were in battle with the Philistines. And this is that time in Scripture that so many of us can remember where David and Goliath fought. But it was really that God was fighting through David. And we know the story of how David killed him and then he cut his head off. And this very act of courage landed him a spot in King Saul's kingdom. You see, you got to think that, that David really thought that he had one foot in the door already. That as he knows that he was anointed to be the next king. And as the story continues on, Saul became very jealous of David because the people began to praise David over Saul. And they would sing the song and and how it goes now I'm not going to sing this but I'm going to say it Saul has killed his thousands but David has killed his ten thousands 
and this made King Saul very jealous. He felt as if he wasn't getting all of the attention, especially as being the king of, of Israel. And the time came where he tried to, to kill David, and David fled for his life. And for the next 14 years, David was on the run from Saul. And he lived in the wilderness. The rocks became his pillows. And throughout that, that 14 years, there were a few opportunities where David had an opportunity to kill King Saul. One time while King Saul was Bible just says that he was in the cave and I'd have to believe that King Saul was relieving himself in one way or another. At another time uh, God had caused uh, Saul and all of his men to fall into a deep sleep. And both times David had the opportunity to, to avenge himself and to not only take the throne but to kill the king as well. You see, because King Saul became, he became very wicked and very evil. His heart had become hardened and he no longer heard the voice of God. But during those two opportunities, David made sure that he let the king know that, that I had a chance while you were asleep or while you were in the cave, I had the opportunity to kill you. But yet David couldn't do so because he would, he would not stretch forth his hand against God's anointed man. You see, as we have spoken by this in, in other episodes, we're just going to continue to, to bring this forward and expound on it. That the first characteristic, the first quality that, that David showed here of having the heart of God was that, that he, he honored authority. He honored those that were above him. That even when the opportunity seemed to be right for, for me to avenge myself, for me to take my rightful spot in the kingdom, David displayed honor. As the story continues to unfold here throughout Scripture, David later became the king after Saul had died, or really after Saul had been killed. 
and David was was doing really good as he had been doing for so many years you see but as long as David was in the wilderness he was fully doing everything that God wanted him to do and I may be getting ahead of myself here a little bit but in those wilderness times is is when we seek God the most we don't become comfortable in our situation because our situation is uncomfortable but you see once we get into the kingdom and 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 we think that everything's hunky-dory and that we finally arrived then David sets his eyes upon Bathsheba and then the very next thing you know uh, so many people have called it an affair but the reality is that King David raped Bathsheba and then the next thing you know David had to cover up his sin so he committed murder and it wasn't too long after that you know scripture doesn't say that David repented but God sent forth his voice his his man of the hour God sent forth his prophet the prophet Nathan to bring forward the word of God and the prophet David openly rebuked him and David fell upon his knees and he said God against you and only against you have I sinned you see here we see yet another attribute of the heart of God he was repentful he was sorrowful of what he had done you see because he didn't really dishonor any of his family members what he did was he dishonored his kingdom as the story continues to unveil itself before our eyes throughout all of David's life David was he was a mighty warrior he had killed thousands and thousands and thousands of Philistines but throughout all of this it was God I'm sorry David had would always seek God's guidance before he would go to war you see because David he could have relied on his his own ability he could have did it the same way that he always did it but he would seek God 
and God would give him directions. And sometimes these directions really seem to be really off the wall. They would sound crazy. But David already knew in his heart that it had to be God's way. And as David was obedient to the crazy instructions that God had given him, he was given victory. And ladies and gentlemen, yet we see another attribute of the heart of God and is His obedience. You see, these were, these were three characteristics that Saul never portrayed. And yet, Saul never received the kingdom forever and ever. You see, God has placed His same heart within inside of each and every one of us here tonight. And the real decision here is, is are you going to allow it to flourish in, in the same manner that David did? Now, as we can see, it's not something that just happened overnight. It had to be a continual discipline. Or are we going to have the same heart that that Dave? Uh, I'm sorry, that King Saul had, that yet was openly rebuked, and his his kingdom was torn for his hand, and he was murdered, and he died in sin. And the very last words that. God ever spoke to him the very last words that God ever spoke to King Saul is that if you would obey me the kingdom would be yours forever ladies and gentlemen what's the very last word that God has spoken to you what are the words that God is speaking to you right now? You see, because if God is tugging at your heart right now, then He's speaking something to you. And these are the words that He is speaking to you right now. Only you know. Only you know your relationship with God. Only you can tell where it is. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you this little example right here. And we're going to wrap this up because I know that the Holy Spirit has said everything that He has desired to speak here tonight. You take a pot and you put water in it and you place it on the stove and you turn the stove on and eventually that water begins to boil. And if you take that boiling water off of the stove and 
you set it to the side eventually that water becomes lukewarm all the way up to the point that it will become cold you see with that being said is that we have to stay close to a heat source and God has been described as being the the all-consuming fire and at any point that we walk away from the fire we instantly will start the process of becoming lukewarm up until the point that we become cold this isn't God's desire for your life but it's a choice that he allows you to make so with that being said ladies and gentlemen we're going to we're going to close in prayer let us pray our dear gracious and heavenly father lord we lord we thank you for the very words that you have spoken to our hearts tonight lord so familiarly a song that came back out in the early 2000s that they said lord to open the eyes of my heart lord open my eyes open our ears open their ears open all of our eyes and ears lord let us see you in in the things that you desire to show us father lord let us hear you in the very words that you speak to our heart it is a word lord that can bring forth transformation lord minister to us lord in the ways that you desire lord there's nothing more that than what i can do here than what you have already spoken so lord tonight we part ways and in prayer lord that we'll return together soon i pray that if someone's not able to return or if someone is goes on to meet you or or that they make hell their home i pray lord that you would that you would knock on their heart's door continuously father Lord, that you would come in and that you would dine with them as they open the door and that that you would break bread. I pray for each one that is listening here tonight, those that take the time to listen, those that uh, extend gratitude to sacrifice uh, out of their schedule to hear what God has to say. I pray for those, Lord, that still haven't heard yet. Because, Lord, my feeling is not based off of what someone can do for me. My feeling is based off of how you feel about them. And, Lord, your feeling for them is the same that it is for me. Is that, Lord, you love me without measure. There's no way for us to measure the the love that you have for us. You see, because reality is that, Lord, it's not that 
you have love is the fact that you are love so Lord we thank you for love Lord we just thank you Lord we praise you we give you the glory we give you the honor and the praise the thanksgiving in Jesus mighty righteous and holy name amen ladies and gentlemen thank you for being with me tonight as I really believe that this third recording was definitely a charm I'm glad you won't get to hear the first one or the second one because man God was all over this one I love you as always I will leave my information in the description below so that if you have a prayer request if you have questions or concerns that you will be able to reach out to me and that we can reach out to God together. Until we meet again, God bless you. I love you. And thank you for being with us. God bless you.